0: Hey, it's just me, Melanie. JJ's not on today's bonus episode of Unfiltered. He's busy with the kids. He will be back on Thursday for Friday Junior, of course. Uh, But if like me, maybe you have felt uneasy during these times of uncertainty and you have a million questions and you want to go a little deeper, I reached out to someone who is a voice of calm in my life, maybe just to offer up some tips, some ideas to help you get through this. And we do dig a little deeper into what does this all mean for us, maybe on a more spiritual level. If you're a yogi, you might want to hear it. (laughs) Now, realizing that, this conversation might not be for everyone. I understand that. But I do hope that it reaches those who want to dig a little deeper. Lori Konglos has been a yoga teacher for 25 years. She is also a mental health counselor and a yoga therapist and an Ayurveda counselor. Now, she is currently the director of a domestic abuse program for a nonprofit in South Florida. In her spare time, I don't know where she finds it, she mentors and coaches women from around the world, including me. Please welcome my guru, Lori Conglos.
1: Welcome to Unfiltered with JJ and Melanie. Honest conversations about all of the things. Parental discretion advised. So how are you, Lori? How are you right now? <laughs> I'm going to ask you the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> it's kind of nice that everybody is genuinely, I feel like the how are you's are very genuine right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think mm-hmm. people really do want to know. Um, for for both, well, for both reasons, right? I genuinely want to know how you are doing mm-hmm. um, because I want to know what's going on with you. But I think it's also kind of a gauge as to how I'm doing,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you know,
1: how are you doing? So how's that measuring up to how I'm doing?
0: Um, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, un, um, it's, it's really unprecedented. So I'll, anyway, I'll tell you how I'm doing. Mm hmm. Um, it it depends on moment to moment. Mm-hmm. So it kind of comes in waves, right? Um I mean, at least it does for me. So, and I'm thinking about how, I mean, I'm an ex I'm, I'm an introvert, a a really, you know, big introvert. And so for me, being still and being quiet, is uh, something that I crave and, but I also like connection. So for me to be, you know, to do this social isolating, I feel like is not as big a deal as I could imagine. And I see how it is for others who don't practice that at all. Mm -hmm. What, what is that? Like,
0: what is going on? Um, and this is certainly not to judge anybody, because m- m- like you, <clears throat> I have gone through a-, a roller coaster of emotions through this process. but what i what I'm really seeing right now is that inability to sit still and be with your thoughts.
1: Well, I mean, think about it for a minute. When do ninety nine point nine percent of the people ever do that? So mm-hmm. What we are, I mean, most people um, are kind of stuck in their on switch is stuck, right? And I literally mm-hmm. think of it as like like a light switch and it's literally stuck on on. So people are um, just constantly on the go. They're constantly on the go. They're constantly consuming, Information, stimulation, activity, and then all of a sudden to be still um, is, I mean, think of it like this. You're on a merry-go-round on the playground, and you're going around really, really mm-hmm. fast, and it's lots of fun, and then all of a sudden you step off. Yeah. So you're still, but, right, you have this sensation of everything still swirling around and
0: yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So it can be really challenging. I, I don't, um, I don't think that now is the time for, um, people who have not been practicing meditation, uh, to, to now would not be the time to pick it up. I don't think No.
0: See, and that, and that's what everybody's saying right now is go home and meditate. This is a great time to meditate.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine how excruciatingly painful <laughs> that would be. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, I, I think uh, this idea of go find stillness and quiet your mind is, uh, I mean, of course, if it's something that you practice and you've been doing and it's been part of your life, then I'm sure there is some solace and comfort in that, and, it, and it's really kind of essential to do that. But if you haven't been doing it, to all of a sudden expect to be able to sit and quiet your mind is, um, I think, un, you know unreasonable, um, and maybe even detrimental. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what we what we can do is um, practice. Mm, okay. being mindful. Yeah. I, I
0: think um, it's funny that you're saying that because my, my first reaction um, was it's okay to be still.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this, I this, this um, putting a lot of effort into trying to meditate or, control your mind or stop your thoughts is um very very frustrating and that's why so many people sit or or take up the practice or try to learn how to meditate and they'll say I just can't do it it's just not for me because it's it's really uncomfortable you know to sit so what you know we can do as beginners is just um start by learning how to be the observer mm. to just be able to be aware of what it is you are feeling and experiencing right so and because so many of us are stuck in that um on position mm-hmm. and just running on you know adrenaline um, most people are not they never really stop to um, e- even are aware that they are there's this observer part of themselves or they're separate from their thoughts or their mind
0: yes of course yeah
1: so if you're not aware of if you're not able to be the observer part how would how do you ever um have an opportunity to be able to relax or soothe your nervous system or your mind or to quiet your mind or to find any peace of mind. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right. The, the, those of us who have studied and, and tried to live this way for a while, um, would have access to that. Um, but you're right. There's a, you know, a lot of people who just don't, but that's, that's the, that's the perfect point. Like just to be even, if you can get to that place where you just are able to observe how you're feeling right now, that's a huge step.
1: Yeah. So what, so what happens is, you know, everybody's running around with the on switch on. Yeah. Right. So, and they are most of the time operating off of fear. Mm. And but they don't but they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. Right. They just have that's why (laughs) I mean so many people are suffering with um and fear and anxiety and either um medicated right through the pharmaceuticals or self medicating, Mm -hmm. either one, um, to try to soothe their nervous systems. Yeah. And um, but the thing is they don't understand you know, that, what the cause of it is, and to be able to, um, before you can turn off that switch, you have to be aware that you are operating, you know, what you're feeling, what your emotions are, that you're operating from this place, mm-hmm. so, that's where the mindfulness comes in, I mean, uh, you know, you, you start out by asking me how I'm doing, and, my reason for going off on this, uh, don't sit and try to meditate if you're not, you know, if you haven't been doing it is because, you know, even for the, you know, decades that I've been practicing, I haven't necessarily been doing a lot of just seated still meditation. Mm -hmm. Because even, you know, with my practices, I know I can tell my nervous system is inflamed right now. So, what I've been doing is just do, you know, trying to pay attention and do everything I can to soothe that, through soothing food, sooth- soothing um, music, being outside when I can, taking my dog for walks, mm-hmm. um, breathing fresh air, making sure I'm getting plenty of sunlight, you know, taking warm baths. All these things are very helpful and, uh, especially probably more helpful than a seated meditation would be, especially for beginner.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I hadn't really thought of that. I'm so grateful you said that because I have felt, you know, it's at the very beginning of this was, okay, I'm just going to meditate and I'm going to do yoga every day. I'm going to do all the right things. And, uh, I mean, we've seen the memes online of everybody trying to eat healthy and, you know, uh, we all end up eating ice cream. You know, it's just a time where you almost feel like you have to force yourself into doing something healthy, but, or healthy, whatever we think is healthy. Um, But my mind is going in a million different directions and I have tried to meditate and it's uh, extremely difficult right
1: now. Yeah. And... Unless or until, you know, you or or me or anyone else really is able to um, unplug Mm -hmm. and, you know, turn off the news, turn off the radio, turn off the social media um, and, you know, uh, try to control what's coming in to the mind. Yeah then you can't quiet it because you're constantly disturbing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's
0: such a weird thing too, right now. I've, I've, I've been able to unplug as of just today, it's Saturday when we're recording this, um, mm-hmm. you know, working in media, you've kind of, you have to be connected, but today I allowed myself that and and said just no connection. But it's funny. I I mentioned this last week that, The place that I feel before had completely disconnected us is now the source of staying social and feeling like you're part of something. You know, you still feel like you're part of society when you can log on to social media right now. So I think it's finding the balance, right, of how much and what kind of social media you let in, because I think there's some fear mongering. Um, You know, there's people that are showing zero sensitivity to the situation. Um, So it's kind of picking and choosing what you're letting in.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really, really um, good point. But I mean, we know that generally speaking, Mm -hmm. and I don't even know that it's generally speaking, I think it's pretty well proven and researched that social media causes anxiety. Mm -hmm. So maintaining a sense of connection i think is important mm-hmm. and maybe we can do that somewhat through social media but i think personally it's much more effective to do things like this and or picking up the phone and calling someone mm-hmm. or even texting you know where it's a personal conversation yeah. and you're not just looking at um pictures and videos and these clips of uh reality or or what's being put out there as reality
0: and also i think so, there there's i mean just so much misinformation that's being um spread online that it's pretty scary you know i've seen a lot of um people that i follow that i've unfollowed as of today um you know, it's, I love essential oils and I love what they can do for me, but essential oils aren't going to, you know, they're these girls that are selling essential oils that are making it sound like you'll be safe. If you take these, you'll be fine, you know, and it's just so inaccurate. It's so scary. And
1: well, yeah, not only that, but capitalizing on a situation that, Mm -hmm. It is not the time to uh, be jumping in to see how we can make money off of this. This is the time to be jumping in to see how and where we can be of service. You know, as, um, and I know uh, that you have mentioned a lot of people that listen to your podcast are not necessarily yoga practitioners. Um, and that, that, it, You know, I kind of, well, I would probably beg to differ because, you know, yoga comes in many, many different forms. So people do yoga in a lot of different ways and don't know that they're doing yoga. So, um, but for those of us that are familiar with the philosophy of yoga, understand that this is like, we're being, I mean, I don't want to sound too woo-woo or anything, but we are
0: It's okay. You can be woo-woo. This is our time to be woo-woo, Lori.
1: (laughs) We're dedicating this episode
0: to being woo-woo. Well, you
1: knew I was probably going to be a little (laughs) woo-woo. I was hoping. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that we are being um, shown in a very stark manner on the physical plane how incredibly connected we are, and that we can't afford to, you know, continue down the path that we've been on for so long, where we just care about ourselves, And with this scarcity mentality of, um, you know, I need to hunker down and be sure that I have what I need to survive. And and my neighbor or my neighbor's child or whatever is not my responsibility. And, you know, that mentality has just been, especially the last, it's been around for quite a while, but we've just see have seen it materialize um, magnified in the last several years. <clears throat> and this is like, we're being, literally shown when they show the maps of this pandemic and you know how it is spreading across the entire globe there's no denying it we are interconnected interdependent you know uh, on a deep deep level and we we have to be aware of that and learn to um, respect our actions Respect respect that the actions that we take have an effect on everyone else, not just ourselves. And, you know, I was thinking about that, too, and
0: <clears throat> kind of looking at uh, people who are moving through this in fear and making fear-based decisions. Like, you know, maybe, um, what are they calling that, panic buying and all those things. And mm-hmm. but, but holding a space for them too. Like it's it's okay. You had a moment or we've had moments through this of feeling panic and feeling fear. Um, but maybe now just stop for a second and become aware of that and go, okay, like I can move away from the fear-based decisions in this and now offer up help.
1: Yeah, well. Two things about that is one, how we relate to others that we can obviously see are acting out of fear yeah. and um, not being judgmental and reacting with mm-hmm. empathy and yeah. compassion instead of Yeah, anger. because we're hearing a lot of people
0: saying things like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're crazy. They're panic buying. And I have to be honest, had a moment of that too, where I'm like, come on, people slow down but then just sort of stopped the mm-hmm. judgment, stepped back and went, okay, they're afraid. That's, that's okay.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> exactly, exactly. And, and um, you know, what, you, what we're seeing, I'm sure you've seen it too. I've seen quite a bit of this gurgling up of just real anger towards people that are um, not following the rules, not doing what they're Mm -hmm. supposed to do, or like you said, hoarding, buying too much. And, you know, I would just probably suggest that the anger reaction is just another form of fear. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think everyone is at some level, their actions are reflecting fear Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, I think just our collective consciousness is we're all dealing with right. fear at some level mm-hmm. or another. So, you know, again, to to the the um, metaphysical kind of teaching about that would be, you know, what you're seeing is a reflection of of yourself, of your of this collective consciousness. So, um, you know, and there's, there's some, I think there's some truth to that. Do you that,
0: think this is, um, do you that, think that, then <laughs> this is like a sacred pause <laughs> for all of us? A sacred pause. Cause that's kind of what I've been sitting with the last few days. Like I feel <clears throat> It's weird because even having the conversation for me, like the thoughts that have been running through my mind have been, I don't want to be insensitive at all to the people who are suffering, who are sick, who have lost a loved one through this. Um, But when I step into a different part of myself, like a deeper level, and looking at what does this actually all mean, I feel like it for me just has the only thing that's come into my mind is this is like a deep sacred pause for all of us.
1: Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you my hesitation Mm -hmm. at first with that, but I'm, I'm, I can get on board with that. (laughs) (laughs) um, It took me a minute, but I'll tell you how I got there. Okay. So I do think it's a, it can be a sacred pause, but my hesitation was when I hear the word sacred my immediate it brings up immediate thoughts of um sacred being stillness and gentleness Mm -hmm. and um nurturing and um you know all the those are kind of what I think when I think the word of sacred sacred pause Mm -hmm. um and when you first said that I'm thinking sacred you know, Mm -hmm. hell, this is mother nature roaring. She's like had enough. (laughs) Yes. yes, Yeah. She is purging and clearing out her um, system, her entire system. Um, But that is, that is also sacred. Mm -hmm. That's also sacred. And there's lots of, uh, there's images in, you know, different, mythologies it talks about the sacred feminine and her uh you know the the power of her wrath Mm -hmm. really for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. um, that is certainly sacred so yeah it's a sacred pause i think this is a good time
0: to invite people like you said just to even become aware um but even even someone who's doing the work, someone who I you know i I know I try and I try to do the work, but i I caught myself in the state of panic, too, like, I already live alone, I am alone most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I started panicking, that I was feeling isolated, and I can't go anywhere, I can't do the things I normally can do, and I had to just really stop and go, "Oh okay, <laughs> again you know, what is actually filling you up and why are you not able to just sit with yourself and be
1: okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, uh, in addition to being a yoga teacher, I'm also a mental health counselor and I see it a lot. Uh, I would say 99% of the people that um, are my clients are suffering with anxiety and fear um, or depression, which is just kind of another manifestation and um in my in you know a lot of doctors these days are um, referring their patients to go practice mindfulness right or go practice yoga and so are a lot of psychotherapists. The problem is they are telling their clients to practice mindfulness, but they're not really practicing. So they don't really know how to help their clients. They just know that they need to do it. So this idea of learning how to be the observer and learning how to separate yourself from your thoughts or from your mind is not just applicable to someone who wants to practice yoga. I mean, this is really elementary this is where i start pretty much all of my clients off at is if if we ever want to help you get a handle on your emotions which are related directly to the thoughts that you're having you have to learn how to control your thoughts and the only way you're going to be able to learn how to control your thoughts is to learn how to be aware of them to begin with and learn how to observe them And that's where the mindfulness comes in. So the, you know, whether it's taking a nice walk and while you're walking, paying attention to what you are experiencing, paying attention to what you are seeing, paying attention to what you're smelling, what you're feeling, you know, um, the, the senses can help to keep you present and if you can stay present then your mind is not wandering off into what what do i think is going to happen or waste, worst case scenarios or you know this constant feeding of the fear and anxiety that that's all what when you are when you don't have a handle on your mind and it just leaves you and starts rushing towards anxiety so to keep that from happening you practice being present and you can use your senses to do that to like like i said if you're taking a walk just pay attention to what you're actually experiencing right now right here in this yeah. moment That's it's, I'm so glad you, you, um, went a little deeper with that
0: because I think a lot of people hear the word mindfulness and it's become so trendy and you know, it's kind of everywhere, but to really understand what it means you're trying to do, I, I'm not sure that a lot of people get that, you know, exactly what it is.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, there's a lot, because like you said, it's become very trendy and I, yeah. I think a lot of people don't know. And again, that's what what is mindful. It's being aware of your mind, mm-hmm. and your thoughts, and it's really hard to explain how important that is and how powerful that is uh, until you have experienced it. So I, I like to use the example of we all we all have experienced not being mindful, right? And not yeah. being present. When you say, yeah. oh man, could you just repeat everything you just said because I didn't hear a word of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't even here. Or yeah. wow, you I didn't even see that. I, I was right there. I didn't even see it because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Right? So if you weren't paying attention, you weren't you literally were not here. Your mind was not present. So where was it?
0: Yes, yeah,
1: okay right? it's it's gone off creating all kinds of havoc in in and in making, stories and, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, so yeah, so it's not really that complicated it it really is it is not complicated and it's really not hard and what I try to remember to remind people, beginners that are practicing or just want to kind of figure out what this whole mindfulness thing is about is that whether you're using awareness on your breath or whether you're using awareness of your senses or whether you are practicing actually being the observer of your thoughts, um, even long-time practitioners have a difficult time maintaining that over time. So for instance, I may set an intention, I'm going to my. I'm going to mindfully, I don't know, wash the dishes. I'm, I'm weird. Yeah. I like to wash the dishes. So I'm going to mindfully wash my dishes. And then, you know, a minute later, I'm gone. My mind is yeah. completely gone. But maybe 30 seconds later, I realize I was going to be mindful. I, I, darn it. I set the intention. I was going to be mindful. And there I go again, my mind's off. Well, in that moment, as soon as you realize that means you're present. Yes. Yeah. So you just grab onto that. Don't worry about how many times the mind drags you away. It's going to continue to do that over and over and over again. The good part, the practice is when you realize you've been gone, that's what you hold on to. Mm -hmm.
0: I never understood that when I first started training with you and um, doing yoga. And one of the things that I mean, I'll remember forever is be the observer. You are the observer. And I remember when I was first laying there and having done yoga my whole life, basically my whole adult life anyway. um, And no one had ever said that to me. And I was like, I don't get that. Like, why do you keep saying it? <laughs> and, and only, I mean, by the end, obviously. And now I, I'm much, exactly what you said, as much as I've tried to practice that, I still, I'm constantly catching myself, you know, I don't even know where I went. I had told myself a whole life story about how everything was horrible and, you know, just this, and then you go, whoa whoa where was i just now and then it's it's that moment that you it's exactly that that moment that you realize that you can become aware that you weren't here you know your thoughts were somewhere else it's being the observer of those thoughts
1: yeah and the mind is a tricky trickster so mm-hmm. because once <laughs> you know if you go down the road of watching your thoughts which is something i like to do so yeah. When you go down the road of watching your thoughts, your mind can really play tricks on you because then you, you know, there's this part of you that's the observer, but then there's another part of you that's observing the observer. Yeah. Right. And then, I and mean, I'm yeah. just, as like ongoing. So you you just have to, um, it, it's, it's that, it's that part of you that is beyond, Thought so really, as long as you are aware that you are watching your thoughts, then you're really still thinking and yeah. it's okay it's okay it's just yeah. it's uh the beginning of starting to investigate who you really are mm-hmm. So, if in a time like this, where
0: people are feeling the panic or the fear, or you know, if it's okay, I can become mindful during these times. I'm working through that. Uh, is that the very thing that's going to make you feel better right now,
1: or is there a next step? So, uh, so I have some suggestions about that. Um, the first thing that I would do or I would suggest is to create um, your environment, make your environment as soothing and as inviting as possible. Create a sacred space. Ideally, you know, that sacred space would be your entire house or your entire apartment if possible. But you know, for a lot of us, we live with partners or kids or you know rowdy dogs. So, (laughs) so if not the whole house, then a room, if not a room, a windowsill somewhere, create a sacred space, a, um, a, a place that you can retreat to. And take that, take time each day to actually you know, uh, either read something that's spiritually uplifting, or if you have special prayers that you like to say, or mantras or, um, spiritual music or poetry, something that is going to soothe your soul, right. And, and, and connect you with whatever you're, Uh, perception or thought or beliefs are of the divine to be able to do do that on a daily basis so create an environment um that is comfortable for you because we're probably going to be here for a little while we might as well the the second thing is i uh is creating a ritual this is the very first or one of the very first teachings of Ayurveda and yoga is to create a daily ritual and um, I think that is very important it doesn't have to be anything elaborate but have a ritual for yourself each day so there are certain things that you need to do Hey, this is a, a great time to um You know, do as much self-care as you are able to. If you do live alone and you are able to work from home and you have extra time, you know, this is a great time to to start some some different uh, rituals for yourself that you maybe didn't have time for before. But regardless, you should have some sort of daily ritual where you're getting up at the same time every day. You have... Things that you do, your personal hygiene, you do whatever exercise, whether it's yoga or, you know, dance or walking or whatever it is you want to do, you know, eating at the same time, um, going to bed at the same time. It's really important to have a ritual. This is going to go really far in helping to soothe your nervous system and create um, and sustain a sense of you know, just a normal, that every, although we're living in an abnormal um, situation to create as much normalcy as possible around that. Um, Those are the two most important things. And then on top of that, being really uh, cognizant of what you're putting inside your body and that ah, mm-hmm. Laurie. So that means I can't eat the McCain cake I just bought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. I need comfort
1: food. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean that at all. I don't mean that at all. Okay, <laughs> I mean so you know, again, balance, Yeah, yeah. so it doesn't, it's, it's being aware. So you're making a choice, right. Mm -hmm. To, 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 to eat or consume whatever, but being aware and being mindful of that so that you're not just mindfully sitting in front of a TV or whatever, and just, you know, eating. Yeah. Yeah. Just being, uh, you know, um, uh, there's a meditation teacher that I really like a lot. And she says in each one of her meditations, she'll say um, setting an intention that, uh, how does she say it? Nothing is allowed in me or around me that is not for my highest and best good. Hmm. And I love that. I love that saying. It's a great reminder. And that means food, drink, drugs um news music people um you know it's being cognizant of what you have control over and really being intentional about what you're allowing into you
0: mm-hmm. yeah i said it to a, a friend of mine she um she said okay like i'm going to work out during this time and 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 I watched everybody say the same thing. I said the same thing. And then Mm -hmm. watched everybody slowly fall into that, like at the very beginning of this episode, what I said, the the tub of ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, like, I I kind of feel like everyone is so uncomfortable right now because things are so out of whack for everybody, which I think is what we actually needed, um, that you're looking for whatever comfort you can find. But maybe to your point, the best comfort you could possibly find right now is learning that you are in control and you can control what you put in your body and the things that will make you naturally feel better. You know, we all know what it's like to eat healthy. We we automatically feel better.
1: Right. And we know what it's like to not feel and eat healthy and yeah. how we feel after that. So- so, when I used earlier that analogy of um, the switch being on uh, stuck in the on position, yeah, so we are stuck in a state of anxiety and fear, mm-hmm. and it's being fed, so we're it's continually you know um, being turned up, mm-hmm. and the thing about it is anxiety and fear are not bad we need fear spurs us into taking action for our survival so the problem is when it gets stuck in high gear and we can't turn it off and people cope with that in different ways you know i've seen people around me that are coping with it by like tuning into CNN 24 seven, like they're just Ugh. gone constantly. And that's yeah. how they're coping with their anxiety and fear. Other people are, you know, um, self-medicating and that's how they're coping with it. So what yeah, wh- I can't say, I
0: haven't drank a few bottles of wine. <laughs> I can't <Right>. lie, Lori.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. You're, you're doing whatever <laughs> you think is going to help yeah. soothe your nervous system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right?
1: And, um, but to really do what's happening is that's not really soothing. That's numbing.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Right. And then as soon as that wears off, it, you, you're back, it, it, you're back in this kind of similar or same place that you were where if you do it, um, from a conscious state, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a glass of wine, have the glass of wine, Right. But maybe you won't need the glass of wine. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you have it because, oh, it's nice to have a glass of wine, not because, man, I'm so frazzled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: and I think, too, as it's getting longer and we're realizing we're going to be in this for a little while. I think the first few days were, you know, oh, my God, I need wine. I just I like, oh, my God, I just need to, like, calm down. Uh, now that I'm just, I guess I'm just speaking for myself now that I'm realizing, okay, this is going to be a minute. um, You got to cope in different ways here, Melanie. (laughs) I don't generally drink a bottle of wine to myself. It's not my way. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? You got to figure something else out, which is now much like you said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fill my mind with things that are more in line with where I want to be, you know, which is why you're one of the first person people I call, you know, I want to talk to because I'm ready now. The first few days were chaos. Now I'm Mm -hmm. like, how do I get myself grounded and centered here?
1: And, and sustain it. Yeah. Yeah. How do I sustain it? Because, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, some realized being that never gets my, Um, emotions out of whack. I mean, I have had moments of um, big anxiety, strong anxiety and fear. The difference I think is um, it doesn't last. It doesn't last because I catch it. It's like, oh, there's Mm -hmm. that anxiety. There's that fear. Remember, um, there, there's the practice that Tara Brock made. It's a Buddhist practice, but Tara Brock has kind of made it, um, brought it to the forefront and made it famous in recent years, or maybe not so recent, but there's a practice, the RAIN technique. Did you ever take yes. that up?
0: You did, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So RAIN technique is, um, it's, so it's an a, a acronym. I always get confused between acronym and metaphor. So it's an acronym. So R for RAIN is recognize. So, okay. So I recognize, oh, this is that anxiety. This, I recognize what I'm feeling. I am feeling fearful right now. And that's a big first step because a, a lot of people don't recognize it. Right? They're out, they're out, you know, buying 10,000 rolls of toilet paper, yeah. and, you know, trying to calm their fears. And yeah. don't even understand that they're scared. So first recognize what it is that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the A is just allow it to be there. Accept, wow, okay, this is anxiety. This is fear. I'm not going to go buy a bunch of toilet paper or drink a bottle of wine or whatever. I'm going to allow myself to be afraid. I'm going to allow myself to feel anxiety right now. Mm-hmm. And once you allow it to be there, then you can use the I and you move into investigating it. Mm -hmm. And um, I I like to use the word it isn't. So I'm feeling anxiety and feeling fearful. Wow. Isn't that interesting? I wonder what triggered this just now. I was fine five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. What happened? What triggered it? Did I... Did I see something? Did I remember something? Did I smell something? What is it that triggered? And how am I feeling it in my body? You know, what's this feel like? Is my is my heart beating faster? You know, is, does it feel? I'm describing things that happen to me. My heart goes faster. My throat closes up. You know, maybe my ears start getting warm. Um. Physical sensation, so really investigate it fully. And something interesting happens when you go through that process. You become the observer, okay? And then you naturally move into the end, which is not identifying or not attaching yourself to the experience. So it moves from I am scared to oh, I'm experiencing this feeling, I have a feeling, I have, I'm, I recognize this feeling of fear, but I'm not letting it consume me, I'm not identified with it, and I'm able to let it go, so that's why I said, you know, I have, sure, I, I just like everybody else, I have my moments, but I'm able to recognize it. And when you recognize it, then you can move through it much faster. Definitely. Now,
0: for people who may hear that and go, okay, well, what is, um, investigate why you're feeling that way. Obviously, I think right now the trigger is, are we ever going to be the same again? I think I'm hearing that a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's definitely what it is. It's, You know, the thing is, most of us live our lives um, under the illusion that we are in control. That if we just do this better, we can make this happen. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, we set a plan and if we do everything right, this is going to be the outcome. And, and sometimes that is the case. Um, but even when that is the case, it is always only temporary. Mm-hmm. Everything is temporary. Even this body is temporary. So there's that underlying reality that we are in a constant state of transformation and a constant state of change. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the attempt to try to hold on to, um, a situation or, uh, hold on to a, uh, to hold on to anything and keep it from changing that causes the anxiety. Oh, completely. I mean, and we see that in our every, we, we,
0: comfortable relationships, you know, you stay in because you don't want the change. We, we're so not great with change, (laughs) but it's true. You know, I mean, everything is constantly changing.
1: Yeah. It's the, um, it's the, this, the secret to (laughs) the secret, (laughs) the secret to, um, being calm, I think are staying calm and uh, a sense understanding. I guess the secret to being secure, truly being secu- feeling secure and safe, mm-hmm. is understanding that at the that in reality, the reality is there is no security, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right? And that that's the nature of our being. Yes. We are. Our body is constantly changing, even while we're having this conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it is, and I'm again, like you said earlier, I in no way am trying to or attempting to minimize what we're going through. I I, I guess just want to remind myself and remind anybody that I talk to that um we're not what we're experiencing we're not experiencing by ourselves it is everybody this is the entire world is is going through this together
0: well i hope everyone stayed present with us during this hour <laughs> <laughs> i
1: hope so. i'm sure we
0: lost a few in some places but that's okay too <laughs> it'll speak to who it needs to speak to <laughs> Lord
1: well how do you feel do you feel better after our conversation or do you I you or, know being honest what? I
0: always feel better after I talk to you and you know it's um mm. you know it's it but that's just me you know I I had hoped mm-hmm. by having this conversation that some people who might want to go a little deeper not everybody does and that's mm-hmm. okay too Uh, I just felt like maybe there were some people who might want to go a little deeper, would hear something that I hear when I speak to you. And um, you do, for me, provide a sense of calm, a way of looking at things differently, a very good reminder to stay present. Um, And I always walk away from our conversations feeling better. And there are very few people in my life that I genuinely feel that way about. And uh, Mm -hmm. you're one of them. So I wanted to share that with everybody else.
1: Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm, I hope that you were able to get that out of our conversation today. I,
0: I did. I do. And I'll go back and listen a few times and really let it sink into okay. <laughs> um, Lori, where can people find you if, uh, if they want to reach out or follow you on socials? I know we said maybe not social <laughs> media right now, but you're the kind of socials we do need to follow. <laughs>
1: Well, um, I am just like the entire world. I Mm -hmm. am actually in a state of transformation myself. So I'm actually looking at this as an opportunity to really do my own deep work Mm -hmm. and, um, and look at the direction my life has been going in and do I want to continue in that direction and, Mm -hmm. um, just doing some deep soul work. So I do want to um, make myself available. And, um, if anyone needs or wants a little extra support, they can absolutely look for me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's just, you know, you can just look for Lori Conglos on Facebook and, um, you can instant message me. Uh, that's probably the best way right now. I'm, I'm okay. not on there a lot, but, um, that's probably the best way to, to get me. And I definitely will respond. I try to do inspirational, um, sharings on there pretty frequently. I will link, um,
0: in the description. So you'll be able to find her on Facebook. If you want to reach out, Lori, thank you so much for chatting with me and as always making me feel better and more calm. (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, and, um, I hope you're uh, you're staying clean and sanitized, as everybody's
1: saying right now. <laughs> I, know. I do have my Clorox wipes. Uh,
0: oh my gosh, <laughs> they're so hard
1: to come by. <laughs> I know. I have lavender scented. Oh,
0: lucky. <laughs> I literally just went to the grocery store to try to get some and I'm like, okay, no, this is impossible. There's nothing there.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, amazing. Lori, thank you again for joining us. I appreciate
1: it. You are welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Okay, namaste. Join the conversation, ask a question, or leave a comment about this episode. And thanks for listening to Unfiltered with JJ and Melanie.